Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the weekly walkthrough here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. Nick and I are back here in the studio. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, sir. We got a fun show today, but we're going to start off with some rather troubling news or I guess a rather troubling story out of Columbia. Missouri traveled to Lexington, Kentucky yesterday to play a nighttime football game there, and they got absolutely murked yeah. on SEC Network. They were down 22 to nothing at halftime. They came back into the third and scored a single touchdown to make it 22-7 going into the fourth, and then did not proceed to score any points in the fourth quarter and gave up a touchdown to lose 29 to 7 quite tough quite tough to see out of the tigers because this was another game they were favored to win and probably should have won because they have looked like a better football team comparatively to them through the first eight weeks of the season just not last night as a same with the vanderbilt game and same with the wyoming game they just haven't been able to play on the road oh yeah, and three let's just on, lose the on the road over and over and over again what do you think it's it's certainly an interesting approach when you want to win 10 plus games and do something you kind of have to find a way to win on the road because half your games are played on the road so it's it's tough scenes um, yeah, it was it was very very disappointing and upsetting to watch to say the least. I didn't couldn't even watch the whole game. I was that upset about it. <laughs> uh, Kelly Bryant ended up getting injured, messing up his leg, his hamstring. It looked like you know, just an ineffective day from our offense in general. Um, the defense really didn't do much to stop a quarterback who's not even really a quarterback. He's really just a wide receiver for Kentucky in uh, Lynn Bowden, and yeah disappointing yeah kelly bryant with a qbr of 14.3 taylor powell got to play his qbr was 44.6 he only went four for ten though not not a good combined qbr for either of those two just an embarrassing day for mizzou nation they the fans they expected a win here to get back on the right track this season to 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 go if they would have won they would be six and two going into the Georgia game and you can win the SEC East if you have a loss and it would have been it was still open for them to win it it was still possible as long as they finished the year off strong but no more time and yeah time and time again they have found ways to get in their own way as i have said on this show before they find ways to they find ways to get in their own way they take the hardest route to do things and this is the improbable out route now with losing three away games against inferior opponents by record and it's just it's hard to pinpoint what exactly is going on other than they can't they don't play well on the road at all the offense looks abysmal on the road and here in front of everyone's eyes in fro field they look like the patriots yeah i don't understand i just don't understand exactly where it goes wrong when they have to travel anywhere but there's something wrong whether it's the preparation whether it's the the team's inability to get ready and anywhere other than Faroe because our fans aren't all there or whatever the case may be it's certainly it's certainly an interesting question to ask but you don't necessarily have the answers to it yeah I got nothing we got less than 300 total yards of offense between you know 
the rushing and the receiving and you know most of it came on a Tyler Beatty what 70 yard touchdown screen pass yeah it's like a third of our yards or more so all in all just unacceptable unacceptable and I mean I don't I just don't understand how we keep getting rolled over by teams that we shouldn't be getting rolled over by there's not really an answer for it, at least not a singular answer. I don't think that the whole problem is Barry Odom. He's certainly the head, so he's going to get most of the blame and things of that nature. But this this might be a culture thing. It might be, I don't know. I truly don't understand. It seems like the O-line gets destroyed on the road. That's one thing I've noticed time and time again. Kelly's getting hit a lot. The running backs can't get back to the line of scrimmage on plays. They're just getting bullied. And also turnovers are a big problem along with penalties. It's an undisciplined football team. They don't they they get in their own way like I've been saying. It's not it's not an argument. They find a way to beat themselves more than the other team beats them. It wasn't the same case yesterday Kentucky destroyed them, but against Wyoming they beat themselves and against Vanderbilt they beat themselves as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't do anything but agree with you here. And, and it's certainly going to be interesting to see if they if they decide to move on from Barry Odom because this could be one of those games where you just say, we weren't even competitive in a football game. We expected you to win. I mean, it's not going to happen now, like this week, I don't think. I'm pretty sure the key will work for him tomorrow. But, no, yeah, yeah, but, you're right. I mean, end of the season, maybe. We'll have to see. Yeah, I, they'll. I think regardless, they'll keep him till the end of the year because there's no real reason to replace someone like that. Because I I don't see a point personally. But another game, your Notre Dame Fighting Irish got destroyed by Michigan yesterday. The team that I picked, by the way, and you said they had no shot. So I'd like an apology. Nope. You were right, but I feel no need to apologize. Yeah, that's fine. Ian Book, 8 for 25. For 73 yards. QB rating of 12.6. <laughs> yeah, that's that's tough. Notre Dame just played flat-footed. Ann Arbor's a tough okay. place to play, though. Okay, Notre Dame just had trouble stopping the run. What? That's it. Michigan ran the ball for 303 yards. They they lost by 31 points, though. It doesn't matter how they lost. They got destroyed. They lost by 31 points. They only gave up over just barely over 100 passing Are yards. Are you telling me they played well? No, I'm not telling you they okay, played well. I'm I, telling you the reason they lost was because they couldn't stop the run. And they couldn't score. You okay, just said too, Ian yes. Book. You just said they, they're but rushing. What about their rushing at, when yards? When I'm looking at Michigan stats, they just ran the ball down Notre Dame's throat. Over what's, and over and over again. What's the problem with that? The, there is no problem with that. I'm just saying that's the reason that Notre Dame lost. Yeah, but I, <laughs> okay, so I say, I said they got destroyed. Then you go, well, they only got destroyed because they couldn't stop the run. Dude, you're looking at it. Three quarters of are you Michigan's listening? total four, 400 yards were on the ground. Why are you downplaying it, though? What do you mean, why am I downplaying it? I'm saying you're that's why they the lost. You're downplaying the game. They lost because they couldn't stop the run. The only the reason. Stats. You said the only reason. Look at the stats. Look at the stats for Notre Dame's offense. What did, what did Notre Dame rush? Well, how many rushing yards do they have? 
in a rainy game, how many rushing yards did they have? Um, I'm scrolling. I'm For it's 47. They 47, had 47. Correct. Yes. And what's the yards per carry? Um, I don't know. One and a half yards. One and a half yards. That's how many yards. But they look averaged. at the look at the passing stats. Yeah, they didn't pass the ball well either. Dude, the passing do- stats are almost equivalent, with the exception of Michigan having one more touchdown. They're within one yard of each other. Look at that. The look at the attempts. Okay, but look. The total yards, the total completions and everything like that. Notre Dame threw the ball just as well as Michigan did. Look at it. They did not throw the ball just as well as Michigan did. With the exception of percentage. They completed more passes. They had almost the same amount of yards. They had one less touchdown. They completed three more passes, but they threw the ball two times. They threw the ball 15 I'm more times. You, the only the reason they lost is in the rushing game. Look at it. Are you drunk? They scored three touchdowns on passing the ball. Notre Dame's, both of Notre Dame's passing, were touchdowns were passing touchdowns. Who cares? They only put up 14 points. Correct. And the reason they lost is because they couldn't stop the run. Michigan rushed for 300 yards and three touchdowns. That's I'm, inexcusable. Notre Dame couldn't get anything going. They're, okay. Michigan's pass completion percentage is over 50%, yes? Correct. What is Notre Dame's at? Uh, it's about it's a, 33. It's uh, a, it's a, no, I mean, it's a little bit more than that. Okay, it's like 40%. Yeah. Which is terrible. Okay, yes. And along with that, they couldn't run the ball either. Yes. So Michigan's defense played well. Correct. But I'm still saying the reason that they lost is because they couldn't stop Michigan's rushing attack. Okay, but the quarterback didn't play bad either. Michigan's quarterback? Yeah. And Dylan McCaffrey played well, too. Dylan McCaffrey did play well. I mean, he's the only one to complete, you know, more than 50%. Actually, no, Notre Dame's backup quarterback did fine as well. I guess. (laughs) I guess he played okay. I I guess he went three for four. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, I did not watch when Dylan McCaffrey got to play. I'm assuming they got to play real late. At the end. But, but yeah. No, I will. I will say the main, re- but I think the main reason Michigan won this game was because of their defense. That defensive performance is cr- one and a half yards in a rainy game. That's pretty impressive for a defense. Like Notre Dame just couldn't get anything going. They fumbled the ball three times. Twice. twice. Yeah, they lost it twice. They fumbled, They had three fumbles, lost two, and yeah, that's. I mean, it's like a Mizzou football game. There were, they had a few fumbles as well. They that'll, that'll kill you. That'll kill you, and especially when you're playing in front of 110,000 people in Ann Arbor. I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm looking at it, and I, I just think I'm right in saying that it was the rushing attack. You think that's the only reason? I mean, Michigan's defense did play well, but I think the rushing attack and Notre Dame's inability to stop it is why they lost. If you look at it, that translates to time of possession. They had much more rushing attempts. The turnovers are obviously an issue, and not forcing any turnovers is an issue for Notre Dame's defense. They probably should have forced a turnover if they, you know, wanted to win this football game. But I'm looking at, I mean, really? 303 rushing yards? I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that that's not you're downplaying Michigan's victory as that's the only reason they won. They only won because they could run the ball. That's not true. We've seen it. That's Make not true. Shea Patterson throw the football and he doesn't 
win. That's not true, though. He accounted for more. T- his three touchdowns make up, make would win. They win the game. Three, they won by. They won by. If if you just have him have the touchdowns, they still win the game by seven. Hypothetically, he he accounted. He only for three. threw two touchdowns. He, Shea they, Patterson oh, went six for twelve Dylan with two McCaffrey touchdowns. Had, Dylan McCaffrey had a touchdown. So they threw the ball for three touchdowns anyways. But I'm telling you, look, Shea Patterson was by no means great last night. I never said he was great. I'm saying that they, I'm telling you that they played a dominant football game. This is obvious. Correct. They played a dominant football game based on their ability to run the football and control the game, the time of possession, and move the chains by running the football. And they weren't able to stop Notre Dame. is ineffective. They didn't stop Notre Dame on defense? They You're did. You're giving the defense no credit, though. They That's did what stop I'm Notre Dame. But the reason they won this game is their ability to run the football. Their defense had a better performance than the offense did. A half, a one and a half yards per carry. That's incredible. Come on, dude. Their defense played. I'm, I'm just scrolling through. Their stats defense here, played lock down. But we're moving on to this LSU Auburn game. LSU, they Auburn traveled to LSU yesterday, and they they got the job done. LSU did. They they did what we thought they were going to do. Yeah, a little closer than I expected the game to go, but. Joe Burrow was okay. Passed for three twenty-one, one touchdown, one interception. I mean, I mean that's okay. I mean, we expected him to account for more. He did have a rushing touchdown. I mean, in a game where they only scored twenty-three points, it's most of their points. But I mean, I expected him to have a little bit more of a scoring impact, throwing the football rather than rushing the football. But uh, their running back also did well, Clyde Edwards-Hellier, with 136 yards and a touchdown. They didn't really shut down, once again, they didn't really shut down Auburn's rushing attack with DJ Williams rumbling for uh, 130 yards and a touchdown, but a lot of those did come off one big explosive run from DJ Williams where you know hit a hole and went 60 or 70 yards down the field and got dragged out at like the 10. Um, but all in all... I think this game was pretty comfortable for LSU for most of the game. I'd say it was a really competitive game, especially when Auburn at the end of the half, the first half, they that running back, I believe it was that I believe it was DJ Williams, who had that long run where he trucked someone and he and he got them past the field goal marker on the CBS broadcast. And then the next play the next play, Bo Nix threw a pick. He threw the pick. He threw the pick when they threw that ball up to a single, a singly, the junior who fumbled the, who had the muff punt. He's the one who picked the ball, and there's three points right there. If your field goal kicker makes it, their game was one of the few games yesterday that actually wasn't too bad weather related. So. You know, that's that's the difference in the football game, at least in the final score. So it's interesting to see. It's interesting to think about if Bo Nix didn't throw a terrible lofted pass over to the left left sideline. That'd to be end, end of the half. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was a close. It was a really competitive game. Could have went to either team, but Auburn's no slouch. They're number nine in the country. They're, not for long. <laughs> yeah, not for long. But today, but they played like it, and they, and it's a competitive game when top ten teams play play against. Will each other. they compete with Alabama this year? Will Alabama steamroll them? 
It's tough to say. I mean, if they can play LSU tough in in Death Valley, they can. I mean, they they compete with everyone they play pretty much. I mean, they don't really. In my mind, they don't really have bad losses. They they play hard. They they compete with all the teams in the SEC West. I feel like so they, they will always not have. get run over in the Iron Bowl. Okay. I don't think so. Good. I'm looking forward to another exciting Iron Bowl. It's been a few years since we've had one that's actually really jumped out and been like, wow, this is a great football game. So uh, on that side of the SEC running through the end of the year, it'll be good with LSU and Bama and Bama and Auburn coming up still to play. And then again next week, we do have a huge game between Georgia and Florida. Yeah, it is huge. It's it's a big game, not necessarily for Mizzou anymore now that they have two SEC losses, but... In, in shaping up the SEC East, it's certainly it's certainly a big game because Florida has no SEC losses, correct? They're nope, they lost to Auburn, I believe, or LSU. They lost to one of these two teams. Okay, and then Georgia lost to South Carolina. And so they both the, have one loss. They both have one loss. That's, that's the game that's going to pr- more than likely decide the SEC East and who gets to go to Atlanta, Georgia, and, and play one, for the title. And one of those teams, the team that loses that game, will probably be eliminated from college football playoff contention. They will. They so. will. Two losses as well. So it's a big game for both squads, both teams wanting to have that mindset of competing for a national title, especially Georgia. And, yeah, that's... That's that's their biggest SEC East game, that's for sure. I say we take a short break, come back, talk about the National Football League. What do you say? Yes, sir. Indoor baseball, anyone? Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Chris, can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. Am too, am too. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet it looks like a grown-up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas and after break. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Missouri Society of CPAs, and the Ad Council. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop. And we are back. Thank you for listening. This is the weekly walkthrough on KCOU 88.1 FM or on KCOU.FM. And we're going to get right into the NFL. This week, Josh Gordon placed on IR for the Patriots and they picked up Mohamed Sanu from the Atlanta Falcons, which is a struggling football team, only having one win this season, and getting him for a second-round draft pick. Ethan, what were your thoughts on that? 
Well, with with Josh Gordon being gone, and with I mean, and he's on IR, but it's likely that he's going to you know be cut or traded or something like that is what it looks like. And with Antonio Brown being gone and stuff like that. I think that they made a good call in getting another wide receiver because without the tight end play that they had from Gronk in the previous seasons, uh, it's really just Julian Edelman. And I think they needed another target to throw to. Yeah, they. I, I believe that they needed to pick some other wide receiver, a better athlete than your number one receiver being Julian Edelman because he is quick across the middle, but he there is... He doesn't have a very large sample size of routes that he can run on a given basis. He really likes to go over the middle and catch balls and get destroyed. Caught Edelman, slant, 10 yards, first down. Stop it. Anyways, but Mohamed Sanu, getting him for a second-round pick, we've seen better wide receivers get traded for more. It's a little bit bit high price. I mean, what did Amari Cooper get traded? First round. A first round. But... Muhammad Sanu is no Amari Cooper. No, I think that Amari Cooper is a much better asset to get for a first round than 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 like an Amari Cooper. Than even like you got other guys out there like Julio. I would have been they they would have been much better probably given like two three first rounders for Julio Jones. I think if Atlanta would have taken that for sure. What what's the point in what's the point in having Julio Jones anymore? Like they suck. Julio Jones is going to be out of their prime by the time they're good. They just re-signed him, though. They did, but that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of guys who sign deals, then they don't. You know, they don't end up playing Antonio for the Antonio Brown. <laughs> they don't end up staying. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, I I do think the cost is a little high for Muhammad Sanu, but I think that he should probably do just fine and thrive in New England, because that's just. What happens to people in New England? Yeah, they'll find a way to make it work for sure. But Ian Rappaport was talking on NFL Network yesterday or today, and he said he said that Tom Brady is a little upset that they got that he put all this time into Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon, and now they are not on the football team for another championship run. And I understand that. I understand why he is upset about that because he does stuff like you know let antonio brown stay at his house they've the whole team and the whole staff has worked to keep josh gordon you know out of his issues that he had dealt with in his past when it comes to you know drugs and stuff like that so i can understand his frustration with trying to put so much work into helping these guys out and help develop these guys and you know help them fit together with the team and everything like that and now they're gone I can understand his frustration. I can too. I he's he puts a lot of time into playing quarterback, probably more than if any, probably more than anyone in terms of total time because he's played in the NFL for so long continuously. But with with getting his team on the same page, there's not many people who do it as much as Tom Brady, if anyone. So. I would be upset if I put as much time as he has into Josh Gordon over the years and then Antonio Brown this year to get him acclimated early. His first game, first and only game, if I got that right, was he scored a touchdown. I don't think that just happens just because. No, it doesn't. Just just on a fluke. It happens because everybody works together and gets everybody ready. 
So I understand why Tom is frustrated with that. And an interesting storyline with him is with which also was it was it Schefter or was it Ian Rappaport? I don't remember. It was one of the two. One of the two said how Brady could be moving on from New England this year. This year? He's a free agent at the end of the year, I believe. And because he sold his house or he bought a house somewhere. And there's some speculation on whether or not he will remain a Patriot come next year. What are your thoughts on that? I think he's going to remain a Patriot next year. I don't see any reason to change it up if you're him. Honestly, it works so well with him and Belichick and, you know, all that stuff. And I know he's upset with some of the acquisitions and the trading and the moving of players and stuff like that. But I'm not sure at this point in time if really he's going to go learn a new system at this at this age with, you know, so little time left in his career. He's really going to move on and do an entirely new system in an entirely new city with an entirely new group of players. I just think that's irrealistic. You know, you say all that and you make great points, but... I'm not taking that approach. Tom Brady's favorite team as a little kid was, you know the team? No, I don't. The San Francisco 49ers. And if we recall, Antonio Brown wanted to go to the 49ers as well. You remember that? He wanted to get traded there. He was talking to Jerry Rice. Uh, I think I do remember that. And so, I could see that it's destination for both of them. Also, Tom is a free agent, not at the end of this year, but the end of next year. So, I wonder why that's being talked then. It's, it's I mean, I don't see, I, I certainly wouldn't see him, if he's if he's moving on, it has to be th- this next year. Because, like, what, it'll be 44 after next? Like, that's just too old. If I was to guess, he's probably going to hang it up after. Like you, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. think, But, but the San Francisco thing is certainly an interesting topic, and he has. There are expressed frustrations with the organization, at times with Brady, with the Patriots organization. Is are they really justified? Probably not, because they give him a lot of talent every single year. Oh yeah, but. He's gotten frustrated with the team nevertheless. And along with that, you've seen you've seen signs of him of him being mad. You remember when Jimmy Garoppolo when he when he was going to get shipped out of there, it was like like the reports were coming out that Tom was like kind of jealous of him cuz he was like really good and Belichick wanted him. Yeah. There were like report there were some rumors of Belichick wanting uh Jimmy Garoppolo to play and them getting rid of Brady and Tom was like get him out of here basically to Robert Kraft and there was like a big dispute on what to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe Brady could go there and see and see if he can take yeah, the job no, from Garoppolo. That's not, I don't think so. I don't know, man. Right, I have an idea. Go ahead. Let's talk through what every team needs to do to make the playoffs and compete for a championship. X minus some of the obvious ones like the Miami Dolphins. We don't need to discuss them. They're not doing anything. You know what? I'm going to flip what you said, and we're going. why don't we talk about the divisions? That's what we're going to do. We're going to start there. We're okay. starting in the AFC East. What do the undefeated New England Patriots need to do? to? I mean, obviously, they're already competing for a championship, so win a championship. Keep the defense on 10 like they've been all year. Keep the defense playing incredible and making sure Tom doesn't make any 
egregious mistakes to lose the defense the football game. That's that's about that for me. That's about what what I'd say. There's not much to say there. They have a great team. They have a great roster. The Buffalo Bills are one loss behind New England. I'm not sure if they're competing for a championship at this point in time. I mean, yes, their record would say that, but I'm not sure if they have the talent to do it. What do you think? Is this team competing for a championship? And if they're not, what do they need to do or what do they need to switch to be competing for a championship at this point in time? Their defense is exceptional. Like Their defense can keep them in any football game as long as the offense is doing something other than laying there dead. And to answer your question on what can, what they can do to help that, just make sure the offense is more efficient, whether that's trading for like a good running back or it's drafting someone in the future if you think that hey, you have You're disrespecting a, Frank Gore. Frank Gore is 35 years old. <laughs> He's hey, older than Molasses. Capable running back. He is capable. It's going to be interesting to see how the how the wheels stay turning in January, but I think it'd be good for them to get another uh, wide out. Their biggest wide out right now is John Brown, who's just you know the deep threat, the speedster, and I think they could use another good wide receiver. Well, they tried to make that deal. Yep, they did. Okay, moving on. New York Jets. Uh, they're not competing for a championship this year. They probably won't be competing for a championship next year. What do you do if you are the New York Jets right now at one and five? Just run it, wait for next year to run it back. Sam Darnold without like four or five weeks, so you can't do anything this year. So acquisitions that they need to make, switches that they need to do, is their coaching, their front office, everything okay there? Do you no, think? not everything is not okay. So there. what do they need to switch to make it so they can compete for a championship? Well, how about just communicate properly? Like there were a lot of people who didn't. A lot of people around there did not like the Le'Veon deal, and a lot of people were in favor of it, or some people at least. They did. Some of them didn't want to pay the running back that much money, and then they did it anyways. Like big head people did not. Were like if it was a big conflict there, in which you know your most talented player on this football team, half the people don't want him there, and half the people do. It's a very weird situation. It I is. Mean, Le'Veon's right. taking it well, but at the same time, it's not very. It's not good management decisions to sign your best. Your best player is someone who. The management is like, eh, I don't know if we want him here. But are the pieces that they need to have there, for the most part, there to become competitive in this division or in the AFC? They need a little bit more at wide. They need a lot of wide receiver help. But on the offensive side... Sam Darnold, not bad. No. Le'Veon's a great running back. Their defensive pieces, C.J. Mosley's been injured for most of the year. Jamal Adams is a good piece for them. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of the... The, the pieces are there to become competitive. I'm not sure to win anything, but to become competitive, I think a lot of pieces are there. Yeah, I agree. They have a lot of pieces. They need a little bit more on both sides of the ball, and I think that they can make a big jump, a surprising jump to people. Okay, Miami Dolphins, I'm just going to answer for you. They should stay the course, keep abandoning ship, jettisoning everyone acquiring draft picks, and just start the rebuild as soon as they possibly can with drafting correct keep, they've yeah keep they've been winning. rebuilding they need they need to continue to rebuild it's that's that's their situation they're in then next we got um so now i'm gonna ask you okay the patriots win this division correct yeah the bills make the wild card yes or no yes uh how far do you see either of these two teams from this division making it in the playoffs you'd be history has shown that 
the Patriots make it to the AFC Championship because they do get that first round. They get that first round by relatively every time, and they only have to win one game. They'll win one game and get to the AFC title game. The Bills, the Bills could go to the second round that and play the Patriots. That's for sure. Patriots Super Bowl. Patriots not Super Bowl. I mean, they can make it if that's. What Will you're they? Will they make it? Will they win it? Let's go. No. They will not make it. I don't think so. Okay, they, they, that's just they've had a lot of they've had a lot of games. The super what well, they've been to the last three for the AFC. They've represented the AFC last three times. I believe so. It's hard to do it four times. So, okay, we're gonna move to the AFC North. Then the current division leading Baltimore Ravens at five and two. Are they a championship contender? Marcus Peters is certainly an interesting acquisition. But a playoff contender for sure. They should win this division when you win look at division. everybody else who is at everybody else, you know, Steelers and Browns are both the two and four and the Bengals are at oh and seven. So they should make the playoffs. Will they make any noise in the playoffs? No. I don't think Lamar Jackson is good enough to make a deep run in the yeah. AFC yet. I don't think that the the teams also lost some big pieces like CJ Mosley. I'd say they might have been better last year, honestly. They were a really good football team. Time will tell, but... So, what pieces do they need or acquisitions do they need to make or changes do they need to make to get to that championship level, in your opinion? Again, Lamar Jackson could use a little bit more help at receiver. They don't really have a big... Hollywood Brown is their number one, I believe. That's easy. They got like Willie Sneed and Mark Andrews or other people he can throw the ball to. Like, I mean, I think I like like the addition of Mark Ingram. He's a little older, but I like the acquisition of that. I... They needed to go out and get a running back. It's a running-based offense. He's definitely a capable running back. We saw it in his time in New Orleans. And who knows? Maybe Lamar can maybe Lamar can make a deep run. Like they they don't really have much they it's, can. It's a dark do. horse team. Yeah, they they have the chance to. It's just going. They're going to have to play a perfect game. No mistakes. No no big fumbles. No. I mean, we we've seen them. They can compete with the best of them. I think. But I I would agree with your statement in saying they probably won't. You know, make an AFC championship game. Win the AFC. Go to the Super Bowl. Um. Moving on down the list, this is going to be a fun one to talk about. The Cleveland Browns at two and four, second in the division. Will this team make the playoffs? They have to win today. That's for sure. You can't you can't go through your first seven games being two and five. Like this is a huge game because three and four looks and much have better New than England two and today. five. Yeah, that's a tough game, but they do have because New England does like to play a lot of man. They have guys that can beat man, man defense in Odell. And Jarvis. Him and Stefan Gilmore should be a fun matchup today. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch. So this team does or does not make the playoffs? I'm gonna say does not. They have to play too consistent over the last stretch of the I don't think they're good is, enough to make the playoffs. Is this a personnel issue or is this a coaching issue? It's gotta be coaching. When I watch them play, I I see a team that doesn't run plays that help them win. I think that they're going to win today to stay interesting in it, to keep it alive, but they're still not going to make... They have to play too well over the last stretch of the year that I just don't think they can play. Okay. 
Pittsburgh Steelers now at two and four as well. Any noise from them this year? Is it because of the injuries to Big Ben and other key pieces? Is it because they lost other pieces such as Antonio Brown and you know Le'Veon, who you know didn't play last year, but still? Or is it James Conner, or is it coaching, or what is it with the Steelers? It's a combination of losing pieces that were in the past, like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon, like you said, and then also injuries with Anto- or with uh, Big Ben, and then you also got injuries to uh, Mason Rudolph, who got his head taking, taken off. Remember that game? When I they do. took off his face mask? See, who hit, it was, was scary. It, was it Jamal Adams? I don't, I don't know. I don't remember who hit him, but... Yeah, Ooh, maybe it was maybe it was Earl Thomas. Ooh, that's who it was. That's who it was. It was Earl Thomas, and yeah, they they've just had a lot of injuries. Juju's. I don't know if Juju's good enough to be a number one. I don't think he receiver. is. I think he only thrived because Antonio Brown took the number one defense or the number one defensive defensive back, and just a team. lot of pre, like a double team a lot of times and help over the top, which would leave him in single coverage. Yeah, they. I I agree with that. Bengals, same same plan as the Dolphins, as we said earlier. Yeah. Just keep tanking, try and get a good draft pick, jettison assets, that kind of stuff. All right, we're gonna do, we're gonna do the AFC South now. Uh, you got the Indianapolis Colts in first with the Houston Texans be, just behind them. I I like the Colts. I think the Colts have a stellar defense led by Darius Leonard. He couldn't play to start the year, but. They, I like I like the team they have. I think Jacoby Brissett is very underrated. It's, I would feel much more confident about this team if Andrew Luck was playing, but obviously he's retired. And they're still a good football team. Four and two is a great record. Playoffs for the Colts. Yes, no, division champion or wild division, card? Division. I see them as the division champs. Okay, so we got the Colts in the playoffs joining the Ravens. Bills and Patriots uh, moving on to the Houston Texans just a half game behind because they've not had their buy yet I could see I could see the Texans making the playoffs they have a lot of good assets obviously DeAndre uh, Hopkins and then on the defensive side you got JJ Watt Deshaun Watson is an emerging star as well so Houston Texans wild card maybe I'll say yes for right now. I mean, I have the Bills taking up a spot. I mean, it, the most logical response for or most logical second wild card for you right now, looking at just the rest of the teams that we have, would be the Raiders. N- uh, okay, right? No, would be the Texans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying other than the Texans. No, it would be the Texans, and then followed by the Raiders. But I, I'm leaning Texans on this one. I'll lead. Yeah, I'll say the Texans take that spot, but they're still an okay football team. Hey, Liverpool are losing 47 seconds into their match. Harry Kane scores. Harry Kane, that is Tottenham. Can I can I try and guess it? Moving on to Gardner Minshew and Nick Foles, do they have a quarterback controversy brewing there in Jacksonville as they try and come back in this division? They are three and four, not out of it, but we'll have to see. No. They don't have a quarterback controversy. I think that you have to give give the ball to Nick Foles. Makes sense. Gardner Minshew is he's as as much of a character as he is. A lot of people are biased to him. He's okay. He's not anything special. Do they have a lot of talent on offense? No, but what he's done is not out of this world. Uh, no playoffs for them. So what do they need to do to get to the playoffs? They Offensive might, talent. They, they might get to the playoffs, but. Say, I know you're putting your Chiefs in the playoffs in the AFC West, and you just put the Texans in your second wild card spot, so that's the end of your playoff spots for the AFC. Yeah, I, it's it's tough between the Jags and the Texans. That's 
those two teams, they're... I mean, Houston does have a two-game lead on them right now. Yeah, it's tough. That's a that's a tough division to predict because a lot of those teams are kind of iffy. Like, the Texans are a little inconsistent along with the Jags. Okay, so Titans not doing anything. Mm, no. At three and four. Okay. I don't see them doing uh, anything. Then we're going to quickly shoot through your AFC West and take a break. Uh, the Chiefs, five and two. What do they need to do? Obviously, get their quarterback back. Yes, yeah. Get, get their people, defense to play a little bit better. Get their defense, best defensive players to become healthy again. Get people healthy. That's about it. Everyone else in this division's they don't really have much. Oakland of a Raiders shot. maybe maybe shooting for a wild card. Maybe no. Okay, no. I don't think so. Uh, Denver Broncos and Los Angeles Chargers the are very far behind. Yeah, the Chargers they've been dealing with a lot of injuries this year, which is kind of upsetting for them. But and the Broncos just are a team that. They're just on the downfall now With after a Super Bowl win a few years ago. We're going to take a short break, shoot through the NFC, and then do today's slate of games. We'll be right back. I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. The Army National Guard responds to disasters such as wildfires and floods. They protect us with missile defense, cybersecurity, and civilian support teams for chemical, biological, and radiological hazards. Be there for your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. In the first age, in the first battle, when the shadows first lengthened, one stood. He chose the path of perpetual torment. In his ravenous hatred, he found... We're back here in Studio A here at KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia, where we are about to shoot through the NFC, where they look at in their divisions, who's making the playoffs, and what the teams need to do here real quick. Uh, we got the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles competing for the NFC East. Do you see one of these two teams making it? I mean, obviously see one of these two teams making it, but do you see just one or both? I see the Cowboys winning the winning the division. I don't see the Eagles getting a playoff spot because the Eagles, one, they are they still seem to be riding that high of the Super Bowl. Orlando Skandrick reported earlier this week that that they that they don't have much accountability there. They they their problem they have like a big problem with you know riding high on that Super Bowl win, but no one cares about now. And literally a, a beat writer for the Eagles made a tweet of a quote he heard in the locker room of someone saying, sounds like he doesn't, he sounds like someone who doesn't have any rings, basically. Paraphrasing, but that's about it. And it's like, you're just proving his point. <laughs> like, who cares if you have a ring? It's about winning now. That's Frank, a, go ahead. Frank Clark ruled out tonight and could be out more than a week. Okay. Against the Packers. That is from Rappaport. It is a neck injury for Frank Clark. So the woes on defense get worse for the Chiefs with Aaron Rodgers and company coming to town. Uh, so you just have the Cowboys making the playoffs from this division. Yes. Uh, we don't really need to. I mean, Giants are in a development year with Daniel Jones and company on the up and up, and the Redskins are abysmal, as you like to say. Um, 
NFC North. The Packers have really shown off. It's really become a two-horse race here. This was supposed to be one of the more competitive divisions in football, and it's really become just a two-horse race. Yeah, the yeah these two yeah the Vikings and Packers have both really surprised me, and it's really a toss-up here. I mean, I mean if you go off quarterback play, which is a nice you know both teams are pretty even talent wise. Aaron Rodgers, I think you're taking you're taking over Kirk Cousins all day, but. You know, who knows? That Vikings defense is really impressive. I'd and say they're better than the Packers defense, I'd say for sure. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I can't count out Aaron Rodgers in literally anything. Yeah. It's just from my experience being a Bears fan, but I, I can't bet against Aaron Rodgers beating anyone at any point in time. So, uh, both in the playoffs or just one? Let's say both in the playoffs, and let's say the Packers edge it because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback is compared to Kirk Cousins. Beautiful. Moving to the NFC South, uh, once again we got another effectively two horse race between the New Orleans Saints, who have pulled away after Teddy Bridgewater has gone five and zero as a backup quarterback in a starting role, which we knew he could do, and the Carolina Panthers, who are being led by a rushing attack, basically is what it comes down to they're being led by christian mccaffrey the saints will win this division because they've won five straight with teddy bridgewater and their only loss is in la against the rams this saints team is really good i see them coming out of the nfc if they played the playoffs today and they're my favorite to win the nfc and quite possibly the super bowl at least i never asked me. you about the afc who's making the super bowl from the afc i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it yet Okay, he's taking the Chiefs to make the AFC in the Super Bowl for anybody that's listening and doesn't know Nick very well. He's taking the Chiefs. Uh, so he's got Chiefs, Saints in the Super Bowl. We're going to move down to probably the most interesting division, maybe in all of football at this point in time. Uh, between it's the NFC West, you really got, I mean, honestly, want I don't want to say anybody's out of the race yet. I, I think that I don't think the Cardinals can come back. I mean, I don't think they will, but I also don't think they're out of it yet. I I'd say they're out. They already have four losses slash ties. You think you think someone's winning this division on with four? With I don't four. Know if they win out. <sighs> don't roll your eyes at me. I didn't um, roll my yeah. eyes. They so just, the the Niners are at six and zero. Are they legit? Can we call them legit now? Yes. I think I called them legit a few weeks. I ago. would say so, okay. but. Richard Sherman doesn't want us to say anything nice about them if we didn't say anything nice about them to begin the year. Okay. And he kind of scares me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, can the Seattle Seahawks catch them? Yeah, for sure. They can catch them, especially if, I mean, this is the NFL. You can have skids. And, and Seattle's a really good football team. <laughs> and Seattle can beat them in a football game if need Seattle be. Seattle <laughs> can beat them twice. <laughs> like, uh, and then I think the Rams could easily come back. They're say, a four and three. Say, is something wrong there, or are they just sliding? I mean, it doesn't help that their workhorse is not uh, the same workhorse, but I wouldn't say they're Todd sliding. Curley. Yeah, I I would say that. I let me say the nine. The Rams missed the playoffs. The Niners win the division, and, and the Seahawks are the second wild the, card. And the Seahawks your are playoff picture with the Cowboys, Packers, Saints, Niners, Seahawks, and Vikings. Yep. Your NFC Championship game is the Saints and the... Give me the Saints and Seahawks. I mean, it's going to be... I mean, uh, give me the Saints and the... I screw, give me the Saints and the Niners. That would be a fun game. Okay. Saints-Niners in the NFC Championship game and Patriots-Chiefs in the AFC Championship game is where you are at right now. That sound about good? 
Yep. You have the Chiefs and the Saints making the Super Bowl. And who do you have taking it all here at the midseason mark? Or the almost midseason mark. I guess the Chiefs. I'm just hoping. All right. I'm just hoping. I have the Bears winning the Super Bowl. And, you know, the sun is purple. All right. Moving on. Are you ready to go through these (laughs) games real quick? Uh, Yes, I am ready to go through these games. Restricting you on one sentence for your explanation, by the way, since we are running out of time. Seahawks, Falcons. Seahawks. Seahawks. I keep I keep giving the Falcons the benefit of the doubt. Seahawks. Eagles, Bills. Give me the Bills. The Eagles are too inconsistent. Taking the Bills. They're up in Buffalo. That's why. Chargers, Bears, two teams that were supposed to be good and are not very good now. The Bears should win, and it's in Soldier Field. I'm taking the Chargers because I I can't. Chargers need <laughs> it to keep the season alive. Uh, Giants, Lions. Give me the Lions. Both are on a three-game losing streak, but the Lions have more talent across the board. Raiders, Texans. Give me the... This is a close game. Uh, Give me the Texans, I think, Deshaun. I'll go off the QB comparison. Deshaun's better than Derek Carr. I I didn't get my pick for the last one. I'm also taking the Lions, and then I'm taking the Texans here as well. Uh, Jets, Jags from Jacksonville. Give me the Jaguars. Gardner Minshew's going to have a good game against that Jets defense that got trashed against New England. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Uh, London London game, Bengals-Rams. Oh, they're playing it at noon? They are. Interesting. But I'll, get, I'll take the Rams. The Bengals are abysmal. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Cardinals-Saints from the Superdome. I know you're picking in this game. I'm taking the Saints. The Saints are the better team. Giving it my upset pick of the week right here. You heard it here first. Ding, ding, ding. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals over the Saints in the Superdome. Don't know why I'm doing this particularly. It's a gut instinct. I had to pick something for my upset pick of the week. And here it is. (laughs) Buccaneers-Titans. Give me the Buccaneers. They're going to put on... Too, they're going to put up too many points for the Titans, but their defense is terrible. So that you know the Titans could win. I mean, it's this is a toss-up game for me. But give me the Bucks. Jameis is going to put up a lot of points today. Yeah, this is tough for me. It's also, I mean, I think I'm going to take the Titans though. I I think I'm just going to take the Titans here because I think Tampa Bay can't stop people from scoring. They just can't stop the bleeding once the bleeding starts. So I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. We are now moving to your game, your Fox and CBS Game of the Week slots. You have the undefeated 49ers hosting the Carolina Panthers. Carolina has won six straight against San Francisco. Will that continue? I see the Niners taking this game. The defense is just too on point. Are they still still playing uh, that kid, Allen? What's that? What's Kyle that? Allen is starting. Kyle yes. Allen. I see these two young. I think that Niners defense is going to eat him up today. I see, but will they hand the ball to Christian? I don't think Christian can single-handedly beat the Niners. I don't know. They've they've just shown a, a, an incredible defense so far. Okay. I am also going to take the 49ers, although I do think it will be close. And for some reason, I also think it will be quite low scoring. I think, yeah. I would say. I say I'm thinking like, you know, 14-7, 14-10, something like that, kind of low scoring. Very defensive battle here, I'm feeling. Uh, the Broncos and the Colts. Give me the Colts. The Broncos are they're an aging team, a team that wasn't well managed after winning the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning years ago. 
and they they're paying for it now. I take the Colts. That running attack's too much for them. Next, you have your game that you want to talk about here. You got the Browns and the Patriots, and I will give you a minute to talk about it here. The Browns, I see the Browns as a as a team that can that can pull off the upset. The Patriots play a lot of man, and when you have Jarvis uh, Landry and you have Odell, they can both break off from that man coverage, and they will be the team that can compete with them. And they have Nick Chubb. And Kareem isn't playing today, right? This is no, his suspension is still happening. Okay. This is Bill Belichick's, could possibly be Bill Belichick's 300th career coaching win. Yeah. I think I mean, that would put him, I mean, I think he already is third all time. But, yeah, that would be pretty impressive. And this game is from Foxborough, and you're really taking the Browns. You're really taking the Browns. They, yeah, they're going to find a way to look look interesting, and they're going to die off again. You know yeah, how the Browns I can't, do. I can't bet against I can't bet against them. I'm sorry. I'm taking yeah. the Patriots. Uh, and then tonight, this is this is tough for you. This is gonna be tough for you tonight. You got the Packers heading into Arrowhead for Sunday night. I feel I'd I'd personally feel much more confident picking the Chiefs if they had Frank Clark, but I'll still pick the Chiefs. Why not? It'll be crazy there, and you know how Arrowhead is. I do know how Arrowhead is, and I know how Aaron Rodgers is, and I'm taking the Packers by three or more touchdowns. And, yeah, I, I'll take the Chiefs. Damn, three or more? I'm taking the Packers by 21 or more points tonight. Okay. Um, and then you have, for your Monday night game, a great showcase of the Miami Dolphins versus the Steelers. Awesome. I'll take the Steelers. I see the, I see the Pittsburgh Dolphins. Pittsburgh has the second 16. worst Monday night record in, in, in NFL history since 1970. Awesome. I wonder who they're better than. Probably the Browns. <laughs> yeah, probably just the team. Probably the Browns. <laughs> I don't think the Chiefs win much on. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs win much on Monday. Monday night. But, but yeah, no, I'm taking. I'm taking the Steelers. And here's your Thursday game. You have the San Francisco 49ers playing the Cardinals. Two teams we've talked about a lot today. I, I'm taking the Niners. Oh, personally. I am too. I'm sorry. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I picked the Cardinals for an upset this week. I'm not taking them over the two best teams in the NFC at this point. It's gonna in time. be. It's gonna be a fun game. But go ahead, sir, with your moment of the week. Uh, we already did my upset. We already did both our upsets. We're just on moments now. My yeah. moment of the week is going to be Alex Bregman coming alive last night in the World Series. We all know what he's capable of. We all know what kind of player he is. We all know how good he is at baseball. And he showed that last night when he flipped that bat after that grand slam. And early uh, for me, early yesterday morning, I'm talking seven, eight in the morning. At UFC well, was you're in awake Singapore. At that point in time. Uh, yesterday I was UFC Singapore happened and this heavyweight fighter Cyro Gan from France fought and this kid he looked incredible he's 5 and 0 now he was just lighting this dude up on the feet and it was he had such quickness at 6566 this 250 build and he just looked so athletic I think he could be the US, the heavyweight champion of the world in a few years he's undefeated 5 and 0 and to finish the fight off they went to the ground and he put him in a heel hook with 15 seconds left in the fight and submitted him after dominating on the feet the whole time it was an impressive performance one of the certainly the biggest the biggest story coming out of that card for me at least that's all we got time for this morning that's it that's the weekly walkthrough for this week we will be back once again same time same place 
uh, next week on Sunday, right here, KCOU 88.1 FM. Feel free to listen on Spotify, on TuneIn, live on your radio dial, and wherever you else, wherever else you listen to the radio. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week.